This is Smoking Out the Closet. Now, here are your hosts. for something to do this summer. Smoking Out the Closet is proud to sponsor the Pittsburgh Cannabis Festival again this year. The Pittsburgh Cannabis Festival wants to bring a focus to the utility of cannabis to educate people and to bring a sense of community to the area. You can join us at Allegheny Commons Park August 13th from noon to 5 p.m. There will be a wide variety of booths from medical growers providing information to local artisan hemp products and much more. Come for the cannabis community and stay for the food with a variety of food trucks. Admission to the Pittsburgh Cannabis Festival is free. We'll see you August 13th at Allegheny Commons Park. Hi, I'm Raven. I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Asmodeus. I use they, them pronouns. And welcome back to another episode of Smoking Smoking Out Out the Closet. Closet. For those of you who are new or just joining us, we are a queer podcast. Pun intended. That talks about cannabis. The LGBT community. And everything in between. And beyond. So welcome. Welcome. Our cats are wrestling right now. They just got a new cat toy scratcher thing because we had to go get cat litter. And I was like, man, I was like vacuuming and I was like, we should get a new scratcher. And that's how I remembered we needed cat litter. But they love this thing and I put catnip on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we did say in the last episode that we were actually going to do a recording on like back to back before our trip from Jersey. And then we remembered how our schedule actually looked. So we're like, oh, let's just do it when we get back from Jersey. Yeah, we don't have to schedule to record two episodes real close together. Yeah, we don't have to like kind of trust <clears throat> ourselves then right before our vacation either. Yeah. So here we are. We ended up, this is Monday the 7th, and we came back last night from New Jersey yeah. as of recording this. Do you want to talk about Jersey a bit? You want to talk about the strain first? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Blowing. Yeah, fuck the weed. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I wanted to try this because uh, I haven't tried Matterflower in a while. And I heard this Wookiee strain was pretty good. And I, I think it was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Wookiees from Matter. Uh, the top few Terps on here. Um, they don't list all of theirs. <clears throat> Excuse me. But they do list a decent amount of them. So, like, uh, limonene is a 0.5069%. Uh, myrcene is a 0.4248%. Linalol is a 0.4256%. Caryophylline is a 0.3319%. And everything else is under 0.1%. Mm-hmm. Um, THC on this guy is 25... THCA is 25.653%. Uh, and 0.976% THC. And has a decent amount of CBD cbga in it as well so it's at 1.187 percent cbga which i like this yeah uh 
what did I tell you? I gave it a 3.75 because I was like, three and a half. It's all right. And then I was like, ah, but it's, it's pretty good. I don't know. I wouldn't give it a four, though, so I split the difference. I gave it a 3.3 out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty. It tastes good. That's all it really has going for it for me. I'm not really feeling, like, I'm feeling high. But I'm not feeling much of the medicinal effects from this. I'm just kind of feeling high. And that's it. Yeah. Um, and from the terpenes, I don't know. I'm just, I'm having a lot of brain funk right now from the strain. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's just, it's a very, very, very deep head high for me, which is okay. But like, I'm not feeling anything with the limonene. I'm not feeling any of the uplifting much of it either. Um, I think maybe more for me, like the effects of like it tasting good and like it smoked well and just the ritual of it all is nice. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I do feel like it was a little calming for my anxiety. I feel a little bit more grounded. Um, but like I said, that could be like the ritual of grinding and using and we were talking and stuff too and like uh mind grounding mindfulness or something like that yeah mm. like a mindfulness task we're just skirting around i can't remember what this it's, is it's on the tip of my tongue what this phrase is it's the practice of being mindful and i can't remember there's a phrase for it uh, if you're listening on Spotify, give us a comment and reply to us what this is, because I can't remember. Yeah, leave us an audio message or, you know, hit us up on our social medias or email us. Don't carry your pigeon, that'd be weird. <laughs> I mean, it'd be impressive, though. It would be impressive. But, Falcon? Sure. <laughs> um... Okay, so now we talk now about we Jersey. Now we talk about Jersey. Oh, it was certified mids, by the way. The strain's certified mids. Mids. Um, so, we went for a really, really, really big... Uh, I want to... At this point, it's very much queer culture, I would yeah. argue. Um, but we basically went to a Rocky Horror convention in New Jersey. Basically, we did. We went to... Uh, Rocky takes the Garden State, mm -hmm. um, and we had there were what did they say thirty different casts there. Yes, thirty different shadow casts. From, National shadow casts. Yeah, now in the United States, um, all from different corners of the state. Yeah, all different corners of everywhere. Like mm -hmm. there were there were three I didn't know about one of the third casts from PA. Yeah, I didn't know we had a third cast. There was Philly, there's JCCP, and then... Oh, I can't remember their name, but it's really cool. I remember it's really cool. They all have really cool names. Yeah. Um, Buffalo, our friends from Buffalo were there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, oh, their local cast there was that was hosting um, was super cool. Their theater yeah. is amazing. There's, Friday Night Specials. Friday Night Specials has one of the best theaters. Like I love the Hollywood... It's nice, it's cozy, it's cute. I like it. Um, but the theater they have there, oh my goodness. Well, I don't know if that's their home theater <clears> or <throat> they just got that as a theater to use for this particular, for the con and everything. Yeah. But man, the Brook Theater. The Brook Theater. Is beautiful oh, and yeah. old. And they serve alcohol, which alcohol and Rocky have had a eh, history. 
Yeah, true. Um, mostly because, you know, you go on obscene things and mm-hmm. alcohol into the mix and people think they can say things that they shouldn't say. And Yeah. 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 Um, Which I only heard a couple questionable callbacks. Nothing, yeah. nothing real gross. Nothing real dirty. Nothing. Just, just more of you've seen shit yeah. on the internet. You, you've you've seen how people can just yeah be dumb without a filter sometimes. Or even if you check old callback scripts that are around on the internet, oh, they yeah. have old jokes and they're outdated and not really mm-hmm. like very passable to say in today's yeah. world. Yeah. I say that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like. We don't let certain things fly like they used to then. Yeah. Um, But no, it was real fun. It was so much fun. I will say, can we talk about our first two days in New Jersey? Yes, please. Oh my goodness. So we went to Atlantic City, New Jersey. Yeah. Spent time at the beach and everything. On the boardwalk. Um, There's a lot of LGBT stuff lgbtqa plus stuff on the boardwalk yeah um a lot of cool like local like yeah your saltwater taffy there was ashtrays there were so many cool like weed related stuff there hi spelled h-i-g-h from new jersey because (laughs) new jersey's wreck now um that was fun smoke i got a picture of myself smoking a joint on the boardwalk it was great i will say my favorite we smoked quite a bit on our trip oh yeah um but my favorite actual sesh we had was actually the first night we're on the beach it's starting to get like sun setting in the distance it's getting late mm-hmm. you could kind of starting to feel like get it cool like starting to get cool and everything and it's not dark yet it's like just the beginning of sunset um like the sky started to turn orange and everything and it was just a beautiful sesh just sitting there smoking a joint in new jersey at the ocean literally watching it and the waves come in and everything and you're watching the sky change colors and like i think there were still a couple fishing ships out on the horizon out there and it was just so beautiful and calm it was it was a wonderful time. The boardwalk had a lot of stuff for like weed. Oh yeah, bongs, pipes, joints, rolling papers. Yeah, pre rolls in a couple of those shops. I was like, shoot, I didn't know those were here. I probably would have grabbed one of those. They're while probably they were like Delta Eight. Yeah, they're well, yeah. But I mean, who knows? It's wreck, so it could be anything. But I think they're like they they're some... still like licensing is kind of hard. <laughs> Hear me out. I've been on the boardwalk before, but in Maryland, they have some shops that are weird with laws and stuff because you're supposed to have a license to sell contacts. Uh-huh. And there are places that sell contacts that are for costuming that aren't, like, certified. Yeah. supposed to be sold. And people sell them on the boardwalk. So it might have been... True. Who knows what those were also... Just saying, buy your weed from people that you know where you're buying shit from. Mm-hmm. Dispensaries, uh, trusted people's... Um, the guy where you've seen him grow everything. Exactly. Um, not some sketchy boardwalk shop with a pre-roll. 
beside the like glitzy fancy lighters that are like guns that you pop open and yeah. like the butane thing and they had a little bit of everything in all those shops so it was crazy also those adult slushies were really yeah they were good. good i should not have gotten that second one no raven <laughs> that you that's fine don't mind my text notifications um but one of my one thing i did think was really cool was it looks like it was closed but there was like an ice cream cbd shop mm-hmm. where you can get like just infused ice cream which i thought was really cool yeah cbd infused ice cream um that would have been real cool if there were non-dairy options oh gosh right that would have been great i love ice cream yeah, and then we got some really good crab legs while we're on the boardwalk, too, oh, yeah. in the next night. That place was so good. Uh, they had a buy one, get one for a pound of snow crab legs. Yeah, so you got two and You got two pounds. pounds for $40. I was like, holy, that's $20 a pound for crab legs. It's mm-hmm. unheard of. It was nuts. It was so worth it. So good. Um... I just, I felt real bad because I was, I don't know what was going on with me at that night. I was just not feeling the 100% for some reason. Um, I feel like you should have put sunscreen on. I think that was a lot of your problem too is because yeah. you just soaked up so much heat yeah. and sun. I might have just gotten heat sick. Yeah, because when you started shaking, I was like, okay, you need to eat. And you've been in the sun entirely too long. Mm. We're not going to be in the sun anymore. That's uh, why I was like, the, the outside pool at the hotel was short-lived. Because yeah. I could feel myself burning again, and I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. I just stopped hurting. Uh, I got hella sunburnt. Oh, my goodness. Tan lines I have never had before in my life, because transitioning. She uh, did not wear any sunscreen, either. Oh, I have. I wore one layer, and then and just You was were like... the least sunburned out of the three of us. I think yeah, it's funny. that is kind of funny. I rotated myself too. True. The back of my knees though are so burnt and then now they're like itchy and mm-hmm. it's I don't know why the back of my knees just sunburns so bad. Mm, I also had prior sun exposure. I got burnt pretty bad when we went to Kennywood. Yeah. On my true. shoulders, so And then we the next day we went to uh more interior uh New Jersey. Yeah um more middle of the state yeah more upper middle and uh it was it was nice i will say the convention was very nice i got to meet so many people so much rocky horror merch i just sat and listened and like i I, there was commented on the like you guys are kind of quiet aren't you and i was just fucking starstruck the whole time i was there (laughs) i'm not gonna lie because there are people who've been doing this their whole life that were there and i was just like Oh my goodness. Just, I probably just look like a kid in a candy store. Like you could see like the, the hearts, heart eye, if I was a cartoon character, but just all of the people there were just awesome. And like, everybody's so passionate about what they do. And like, and it's very, very inclusive of a lot of people. There were so many like trans and non-binary people there, like, lesbians gay men bi people pan people like so much representation there i think we asked mia the the one jokingly 
being like, is there anybody who's straight in the Rocky Horror Shadowcast community? I think Buffalo had one straight person last I knew because we had a brunch together. Buffalo and JCCP did. Yeah. And if any of you are listening somehow, I think I might have talked to one of you. I'm sorry. I was very drunk at the time. <laughs> but I do remember talking to someone in the Rocky community about the podcast, actually. Um, which I thought was it was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, please let us know if there are any straight people left in it, Rocky. Because like, and not even that it's a bad thing. It's just, it's kind of become a very big queer thing. And I mean, don't get me wrong. The idea of like, you know, breaking the gender norms and everything and, you know, having like basically a bi at the time a bisexual encounters would probably I would kinda lean more towards pansexual. Yeah. But like people, you know, going after like different people with different genders and having this big experience, it is very queer. Yes. Very queer, very queer coded, very queer written. It's it's a queer it's a written by a queer person about their journey and being how they felt being mm-hmm. a person that is outside of the gender binary mm-hmm. um and it it's weird to think too because uh i was talking to mia and they made the comment of like it's great seeing different people get those awards because apparently it used to be all like white men getting those awards mm-hmm. and shit and like leading casts and things which diversity has been it's 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 so it was so crazy and cool and amazing to just see all the different people that came that come together for that movie and the different performers and everything too and it's not just like rocky horror or shock treatment but like it's expanded now to like shadow shadow casting like different movies like they did mama mia that was fun i came we came in at the right time for mama mia I got a migraine, so I didn't see that, unfortunately. I, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't super excited going into it, but I was like, they're going to make it fun. Yeah. I know they're going to make it fun. And I also had a drink, so I was like, it's going to be fun. And, and that, it was fun. It's ABBA. It's ABBA the movie. Yeah. The plot of the movie is very loose and weird, but the songs are great. And I feel like, you know, it's it's really, you know, kind of becoming like a very big thing is like, yeah, you've seen a movie like once or twice and you're kind of like, okay, but you see a shadow cast do a movie. You can watch a shadow cast, and I have like 10, 20 times, and each experience is going to be a little different. No two shows are ever the same. And it's that's the fun of it. Absolutely. Yeah, you may know all the words by heart <laughs> right now at this point. There's people who've seen it over like a thousand times. Yeah. And I want to get to that point. I do too. I would like to try to calculate out the Rocky shows. Starting now, it would probably be easier to start now and then keep track. Mm-hmm. Um, going back through my calendar of all of them that I've seen and like keep track of like how many. Yeah. I think I've also might have... There were a couple shows we got tickets tubs for and I think I kept them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really nice though because like you see so many people like there's friendships there's it's a it's kind of like a family like we were there for the in memoriam service and you and me were crying because we actually yeah we're, we're in the fandom but i we're, i don't 
we're not in like the shadow casting community and it felt like one big feeling because you could just feel everybody like getting sad and like the emotion, the emotion. especially when they were showing videos of the people who had passed talking about rocky mm -hmm. and how it's been such a big impact on their life and they found even people who were there at the at the con said they have found people that you know the best things that their life came out of rocky mm -hmm. nothing that didn't stick around like the things that didn't stick around and came to pass and people they met and whatever anything of substance came from the rocky community mm -hmm. and like i feel that i can feel that it, it is beautiful it is um we got to hear about the guy who um he was one of the in memorials and got a, uh, the atlas award um sal can't remember sal, sal, sal. i want to say it's like parino um you know i'm gonna look it up um but the guy who started it all going to rocky with his friends and watched it a bajillion and a million times and they just started talking back to the movie and having uh, fun. Sal Piro. Sal Piro. Sorry, I was close. Yeah. And he, you know, he was the one that started the, um, the Rocky chant, you know, right before, you know, after you do like teasing the virgins and everything and right before the movie starts and everything, you're like, give me an R. R. Give me an O. O. And you, know, you go through that and you know, the what's that spell kind of thing. Um, they showed a, video of him doing it and it was like back in the late 70s early 80s and i'm just thinking wait my dad used to go to rocky horror shadow cast shows and watch them i wonder if your dad's ever met sal i don't know if he, he would ever met sal but he know he would know the chant by the time he was going to like rocky shows mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of funny like that's a big bonding thing for me and my dad now I'm sorry, I'm tearing up over here. <laughs> but like, there was also like Rocky Horror families I've seen there were like the the parents used to be in, the, in Shadowcast and their kids in a Shadowcast. How one one group who got the Atlas Award uh, restarted a community in an area that it was lost, and they are parents, and like there are reason their kids are you know not you know showing them the shows till they're you know old enough to watch them um but still like letting them you know kind of slowly easing them into it when it's age appropriate and also just kind of you know that's a part of their family and their story and you know if their kids want to you know go into it they have all these tools already for them and i just i think that's cool that's really cool. I was also listening because um, there were some of I was behind a few of the actors in line um, when we were waiting to go see Rocky from different shadow casts, and they were talking about how like things get passed down through the casts. Like if somebody has worked on something for like uh, Columbia, perfect example, Columbia's uh, jacket, right? Mm -hmm. Um if they've been working on it and they hand sequenced it and everything and they'll hand it down to like some kid who just started and they're like here you go 
I got another one or I bought and made another one and I don't have a use for this or I outgrew it or whatever. And I'm just like, that's just, oh, like my heart. I just, oh, and I noticed some of like the JCCP, like if they're missing a piece and someone's got one that's similar, they'll share pieces mm-hmm. and, you know, like wigs or like costume pieces or whatever, if they can. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's, they're just a gorgeous group of people. They really just... are. I want, this is probably a really dumb idea. I want a group to shadow cast the producers. That'd be cool. That'd be really funny to me because that is like, like Rocky Horror. It was a theater production um, and then a movie. Yeah. So I want to see the shit, you know, the whole at the same time. Mama Mia was too. So wait, hang on. Now I'm thinking about everything. Rocky was, Mama Mia was. Uh, Repo was. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yes, question mark. Uh, shock treatment wasn't. Shock treatment wasn't, no. Um, Clue was not. No. There's a 2002 musical of the same name that the movie is based off of. So yes, Repo the Genetic Opera uh, from 2008. Uh, is based off of a 2002 um, musical. Okay. Musical production. At the John Ritt Theater in 2002. Hmm. So it was called uh, The Necromerchant's Debt, which told the story of a grave robber in debt to the repo organ man. Hmm. What if there were... Uh... It changed a lot. The story kind of stayed similar, like Amber and Luigi and Pave um were the same characters uh they were like their character stayed the same Mm -hmm. but their relation to each other changed from like the theater to the movie apparently i'm gonna have to go into dive into that rabbit hole that's gonna be fun but um but like you know there's a decent portion that they shadow cast that is you know one of those things like has been done in both sense of theater yeah um so i think that'd be really cool to do you know something else like that speaking of theater there have been uh, i was talking to mia and there has been a resurgence of people who are like theater nerds and like go to broadway shows that have gotten back into rocky like that's become the rocky community mm-hmm. it's just people who are into theater which it makes sense though. it does it makes a lot of sense um i heard some of the cast had went up to new york since we were close and went to broadway and saw broadway shows and i was like <sighs> i haven't been to new york in a while but also new york is so many people yeah i don't know if i could if i can do new york anymore just because of the way my anxiety is i feel like once i get the weed situation figured yeah, out yeah they need to figure out their weed situation then maybe we can talk because that'll make it a lot easier to deal with um what was i gonna say i can't remember is there anything else you want to add about the trip oh yeah we smoked with a lot of people there was a lot of weed we smoked so much we were so much weed um i thought it would be funny so i got new jersey guest man (laughs) and we rolled you rolled so many cones you stuffed so many cones um i went through Just shy of a whole ounce. Uh, Because I had a quarter of 
Star Killer Shake. Yeah. From Terrapin. That was pretty good, actually. It was mostly Keef, which was crazy. And then I had um, an eighth untouched somehow of Mandarin cookies from mm. Kind Tree that I just brought with us. I also brought another eighth, but it was the Lemon Kush Headband CBD as a backup mm. in case I ran out, which I almost did. Yeah, I had a lot just set aside and ready. And I brought like... RSO. I didn't use it. Really? Yeah. Damn. I thought about it. I had two grams in my bag. Um. Yeah, we got a oh, I, there was like people with bowls and everything. There was one person who goes, "Oh, we were just a little nervous. Like, hon, it's New Jersey. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's legal here. It's legal here. Nobody cares." Like, oh, okay. They were a local that uh lived there. I was like, "Hey, yeah. all right, cool, whatever." The smoking section filled up hella fast. <laughs> yeah, it did. The trash cans kept getting like fake mustaches. Oh my gosh! And then the googly eyes started, <laughs> and then there were the ducks. Yeah, the little little, little plastic ducks. There was a rainbow dick on the trash can at one point. I don't know where that went. <laughs> it disappeared right after I took that picture. Theater nerds, I tell you. I thought about taking it. I didn't take it. Just so you know, I thought about <laughs> it. Though. That was three D printed, and I could probably find find it on Thingiverse. I bet you know who I know who made that then. <laughs> yeah, because there was a there was a guy who walked around uh who had like a like a beer koozie that he threw. Oh my god, yeah, it was a lighter it had a it lighter was the same filament yeah. as the koozies. Ah. That that was cool. That was like, neat. Lighter and like vape holders. Yeah. I need one of those. To get our 3D printer fixed. Yeah. Thingiverse. I've seen those. The models of those. <laughs> You good uh, for a break? Yeah. All right. We'll be back after a quick message. and pink and purely wood pulp derived blazy susan pink rolling papers and cones will add a pop of color to your next smoke sesh their classic pink papers are naturally dyed vegan gmo free and food safe they contain no amounts of heavy metals or pesticides unlike other paper producers care about what goes in your lungs with blazy susan papers and cones use promo code B-G-S-O-T-C-20 at checkout to get 20% off with your friends at Smoking Out the Closet. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $50 in the United States. And we are back. Um, going into our, our our first big topic, we're a little late on this, um, but I think it's very important to talk about. Um, Mastercard is moving to stop use of deb their debit cards at cannabis shops. I think it's pretty nationwide, if I recall correctly. Um, but I'm very curious of what they're going to do for Canada and Mexico. Yeah. 
because both those countries are legal and I and a couple other countries are. Um, I think MasterCard's in most of those countries. Um, so be very hypocritical for them to stop it in the United States when they're you know benefiting from it in other countries. I mean, the thing about it is, is it, the federal legality of it in that country in which their transactions are being made, simply because <clears throat> banks are in this weird gray area where they're technically not supposed to be doing business with cannabis institutions because it's federally illegal and they're federally funded banks. Uh, don't know what credit unions have up their ass about our debit readers, at least at my dispensary, but they don't like us either. Uh, MasterCard, this is just them covering their ass. If if they do say, like Canada, since Canada is federally legal up there, right? Mm -hmm. If they say, Canada, you're allowed to use our cards, that is just them saying, we don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, and according to a quote here, um, we were made aware of this matter and we're quickly investigating a spokesperson for MasterCard uh made in a statement in accordance with our policies we instructed the financial institutions that offer payment services to cannabis merchants and connects them with mazicards to terminate the activity and i think this is because you're like you were saying because it's not federally legal here in the states yet but here's my thing i think the reason why they're it's not more of covering their butt it's more of they're not making money like they could be yeah because the way debit card readers work in the cannabis industry is they're they're not really like charge cards more like little atms terminals and because that's how they're running everything they don't have to have like a Here's like we have to have it above X amount to run this because it's a card reader. And so because they don't have to do that, MasterCard's not getting their 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 beak wet. Yeah, they don't have any money coming in from them basically saying you can use this debit reader to do transactions. Mm -hmm. It's just because of the way that the transaction the, the way that the debit card readers, like you said, are in the dispensaries, they're not making money, which is totally valid too like it's just their move is going to be if they do this everywhere if they're just like no more cannabis transactions period because that's a whole different thing yeah and i'm not sure if they are actually allowed to do that but if they're going with the legality of everything then they can that's yeah i can get that around that it's just, it's kind of disheartening because, you know, it makes it easier and safer because, you know, this is basically, you know, just leaving cash in the mattress, mm -hmm. you know, instead of going to the bank. And it's already so hard and everything for us. Like, why make it fucking harder? These are large transactions. There are rarely transactions at any cannabis facility that are under $50. Mm-hmm. Like anything over fifty dollars, fifty to a hundred, you get a handful. Anything under a hundred dollars is going to be a drop in the bucket compared to all of the other transactions you make throughout the day. They're large, several hundred dollar transactions, and that's a lot of cash. And it also kind of depends on the state how much product you get for that. Exactly, because fucking New Jersey for flour, that's like an eighth and a half and a gram. Yeah. 
a flower. Nuts. Ridiculous. That's if you're buying flour. If you buy pre-rolls, which is weird, because pre-rolls are cheaper out there, you would think the flour would be cheaper and the pre-rolls would be more expensive. I think it's because the flour's full bud and the the pre-rolls are pretty much shake. Well, the pre-rolls are better flour than the flour you buy out there. At least from looking at like the lab reports and shit. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. New Jersey's weird. Hey, someone from New Jersey, if you're listening, tell us why that is if you work in the industry. Make it make sense, please. We'd like to know. Um, but yeah, like some states, it's ridiculously expensive, even for recreational or even for medical. Yeah. And so, heck, PA is getting better, but it's still pretty expensive compared to other places. Absolutely. And then you got the taxes in some areas that make it just as bad as medical here. Yeah. I've been telling, like, you've been telling patients too, and I've been telling them, if you go, if we go wreck keep your card mm-hmm. you are going to spend less on renewing your card than you are for the year than you are on taxes on recreational cannabis yeah and if the current bill that's being proposed goes through and passes you can home grow yeah which i think is dumb only medical patients get that but like i think everybody should be honest it's a fucking plant yeah like fuck off Grow your fucking cannabis with your tomatoes. Mm. Cannamatoes. 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 Is that like the tobacco tomatoes that Homer made in, in the Simpsons? <laughs> yeah, but it's cannabis tomatoes. <laughs> uh, but that's all I really had to say about the MasterCard. They're not really doing anything other than really kind of just being very inopportune in a bad time and making things difficult they are is there anything you wanted to bring up i have a topic yeah go go for it um so you had actually sent this to me and it's pretty cool uh it's from npr m as in mary not n as in nancy pr news uh reducing the carbon footprint of the cannabis industry and uh we're talking about it's talking about minnesota and how they have just went recreational mm-hmm. um and it's like that might but it might not be great news for the climate uh 2001 2021 excuse me study found that growing an ounce of marijuana indoors can result in greenhouse gas emissions equal to burning a tank of gas uh so as the cannabis industry continues to expand how can it reduce its massive carbon footprint also i'm very curious where that comes from there's nothing cited. Uh, it says Ari Seaman, the CEO and founder of OG AgTech, as well as COO of C4, has shared new technology he's developed to help farms become more sustainable. It's a plant, though. How are you releasing carbon emissions? Well, okay. If it's a plant, if you're growing plants. Well, that's the thing, though that a lot of people don't think of and the honeybee collective had a very good like little thing to do with brian uh brian box brown um that think about it this way so you got the building itself building that cranes trucks all that that's co2 emissions Mm -hmm. um so say they have a building for the grow all the you know, air, the HVAC systems, all the machines to keep the plant growing in certain ways, the lights, all the electricity yeah, that's being used. That. That's 
that's that's a carbon footprint of whatever amount. Um, I also keep forgetting a lot of the electricity is powered by like nuclear power plants. They're horrible for the environment. Nuclear isn't the worst option, to be honest. And we can recycle a lot of it. Well, it's good that we can recycle a lot of it, but there's still a lot of, like, waste and byproduct from nuclear power plants. Like, they've gotten better over the years. It's also, I don't know, scary to think that that thing can just blow up. Yeah, that that is the worst. That could just just fucking blow up. Honestly, the the byproduct and waste that's being generated is basically just something else that can also be used. Um, or, you know, they dispose of it by burying it, um, underground and water. There's no, there's no dirt being, you know, I mean, obviously the, the digging up and everything of uranium and all the, you know, reactors and everything. I'm not a nuclear physicist. I just knew a couple guys and I'm parroting things that I heard like over 12 years ago. Um... But, you know, it a lot of it is, other than just burying it or digging it up and finding it, it's not like fossil fuels where burning it puts chemicals in the air, uh, like coal or gasoline and everything. They don't yeah. really have to refine it. It's just kind of there. Okay. Um, the refining process is what makes the power. Yeah. Um, in a sense. But, you know, the honey, the Honey Bee Collective, our friend Chris from from them the colorado-based company Hmm. who are you know doing things like packaging was a big thing they brought up because take take pennsylvania right all our packaging is made out of plastic or metal in some very rare instances glass glass cardboard Mm -hmm. things that aren't really recycled very well or often but because it's medical cannabis it's considered medical waste so they can't recycle it i hope you can hear the air quotes yeah um they can't recycle it air quote air quote because fucking pa doesn't really recycle either and some of the quote recycled plastic air quote air quote um is yeah it's recycled but it's not going anywhere after that Mm -hmm. because like you said you can't recycle it anymore because like because like some companies don't even do anything with it. Yeah. Like there's very little demand company wise for getting plastics. There that's why there's some small like college run companies like they they start in college and actually start a thing who are taking the recycled plastics. It's not a lot of people are doing anything with it. Yeah. Um but then like it's just it's like here pa we have to bear essentially we have to bury it yeah and like that's not great for the environment you know no. so say an eighth of flour you get in pa you get it you use it okay cool now you gotta throw it in the trash it's gonna go to the landfill and it's gonna be in there for the next hundred years and you know aliens from the future can be- dig it up and go oh hey look this person had a weed yeah <laughs> This person had a weed. This person had one weed. Um, but, you know, there are companies who are using, like, metals that can be recycled and, you know, are showing initiatives of doing it and doing all the work themselves and everything to recycle. That's why I like to reuse those little, like, tubes. You can use those for joints. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you reuse little strain containers for things. And it's, you know, it's try to re... It, once I get it figured out, 
and how to do it and get everything. I'm going to start recycling plastics to like use for filament because you can do that. You oh, can yeah. literally I would just love to melt that. it into filament. Yeah. You, all the two liter bottles and yeah. everything. Um, looking at that Blazy Susan cone container right now that's on the table. Yeah. That you totally could turn that into a jumping spider enclosure. Oh, yeah. You can like t- turn it upside down, drill some holes in the top of it, decorate it, turn it into a jumping spider enclosure. <laughs> but, but like it's. There's so much we can do you doing, and cannabis industry is very lacking when it comes to recycling. It's one of those where a bunch of industry tycoons come in and go, well, we'll figure it out later. So, yeah, the best option, in my opinion, is glass. Yeah. If you're going to have a jar for flour and shit, because, you know, then you can crush that, break it down, and turn it to, like, whatever. Or you can just sanitize it and reseal it. Yeah, I've seen people... Sanitize it, reuse it, reseal it. I have seen people use them as spice jars. Yeah. Or, like, they make their butter in it. Mm-hmm. Or, hell, turn them into candle jars. Yeah, I had one in my car for a while with wax melts in it when it would get hot. And yeah. It had uh, holes in the top of it. And then it would just smell good in the car. Yeah, so there's there's a lot. Because, like, even just, like, farming does have a carbon footprint because using the machines to, like... Let's say, you know, you're in California. you got the sun-grown in the field kind of flower, right? Mm-hmm. Not even taking the packaging. Just farming that does have a footprint as well. It's not as bad. But there's still a footprint because then you have like the tractors and the trailers and everything to go and like, and uh, you know, how do you get the water in out in the field? Yeah. Like there's, there's so much that like not a lot of people think of that goes into it. That pretty much almost everything has a carbon footprint unless you do it all yourself in your backyard. Yeah. Unless it's just all you actually, you being a human being have a carbon footprint. Yeah. Because like, you, where does your poop go? Where does your garbage go? Mm-hmm. Back to the land. We're back at the landfill, everybody. Um, so it's just that I would love to see the cannabis industry be a bit more green. Yeah, absolutely. All together. Absolutely. Um, I haven't read this one yet, but I was very like, very much to like to go over this with you. Okay. Uh, I was looking at it on the car ride home from New Jersey, kind of shifting gears. Um, according to you, Yahoo, you who, oh God. Yoo-hoo. I want a Yahoo uh, now. Yeah, same. We're getting Taco Bell after this. Yeah. Not a sponsor, but Taco Bell totally sponsors. Give us some money. Um, 15 U.S. cities with the highest weed consumption in 2023 from Yahoo Finance. I don't know what they're going to say, but if they say the number one is not somewhere in Colorado or California, or wherever the fuck Snoop Dogg lives, <laughs> yeah, we were making that joke. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to be very surprised and very very suspicious of their uh, reasonings. Yeah. Uh, so this article is written by Sultan uh, Khalid. Um, or I hope. Or they pronounce it like DJ Khaled. I don't know how they pronounce it, but sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Um, but basically, they uh, in this article they're they're discussing the 15 uh, U.S. cities with the highest weed consumption in 2023. Apparently, we can skip ahead to the analysis of the industry and go directly to five U.S. cities with the highest consumption if we don't really want the other ones. I'm curious about all of them. I'm curious too. Um, so to talk about the science and everything and like the industry, industry and like 
Hey, I've been in there. Methodology. So, okay, so the data for the article is referenced to the 2023 cannabis price index by the CHFA looking at U.S. cities with the highest weed consumption. To keep their uh, list relevant, they only selected larger cities with populations of 200,000 or more. Uh, two cities had when two cities had the same consumption, uh, they ranked it by their industry revenue as the tiebreaker. Um, okay, so starting number one is DC. Number 15. Or, yeah. <laughs> At the bottom. We're going from the bottom up. So, number 15, the bottom of the list is Washington, D.C. Um, which apparently has total weed consumption of two metric tons. That's a lot of weed. That is a lot of weed. Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Three metric, metric tons. tons. Hold on. They have issued 2,000 cannabis licenses across New Mexico. Including 633 cannabis retailers, 351 producers, and 451 microproducers, and 507 manufacturers. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's neat. They have little barbs about each one of the little yeah. each one of the places. You know, you could possess up to two ounces in D.C. That's neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't want to just walk around with two ounces of weed, though. That's a lot. Yeah. But here's my thing, too. Like, is this just... Uh, the average for a year of how much is being consumed? I guess so. Because that's a lot. Two, like three metric tons? Yeah. Holy crap. That's a lot of weed. Well, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of weed. A lot of weed. Um, I'm very curious to see what the biggest one is. The, the Detroit, Michigan? Detroit, Michigan. Um, Massachusetts. Canada sales hit record high, profiting more than $221 million in the month of December alone, according to the state report. Wow, that's a weed. Yeah, I mean, it's cold. What else are you going to do? It, uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, 3.6 metric tons. It went wreck in 2018. Wow. Jeez. In the first 20... five months of 2023, gross sales totaled $600 million. And the first year of non-medical uh, gross sales Holy shit. was $4 billion. Holy shit. Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, wait. Going back to Albuquerque real quick. Yeah. Now I know I had a joke and I totally forgot about it. And that's why I was kind of like, uh, for a second. Now the Looney Tunes jokes make a little more sense about them taking a wrong turn in Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> they got too high. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then we got Lincoln, Nebraska, which is to criminalize small amounts. Um. So basically, there's no in-stop state residence, or there's nothing that does not state residents can go from Colorado and bring it back. Um, and it just basically decriminalized it up to one ounce. You can't sell it though. Yeah, so you just you can have, have to it. Buy, come back, use it. Yeah. Then go back out and buy it. Las Vegas, Nevada, which I'm not really surprised. Is number 10, yeah. Um, but I didn't know that um, 
since the regulated by federal law, casinos can't have any dispensaries um, or their newly approved uh, cannabis lounges, consumption lounges. Uh, Seattle, Washington is at 4.6 metric tons. Uh, collected $515.2 million in um, legal marijuana income in just the fiscal 2022 year. Sure? And Seattle ranks, yeah, it's number nine on the list at the highest. I don't know why it's giving us like, hey, it's also number, uh, it's in the top 10. I'm like, yeah, no crap. Yeah, it's number, number nine. nine. Uh, Portland, Oregon, which is at five metric tons. With seven dollars per gram of Shit. for flour, damn, was voted best weed city of 2023 according to study by Real Estate Witch and Leafly. Why is Denver, Colorado, only number seven? I don't know. Famous for you're telling me, wait. P- Philadelphia, Philadelphia smokes more weed than Denver, Colorado. I'm not surprised by that because also because look at New Jersey. Yeah, you're right. They're right by New Jersey too. So people come over from New Jersey and just smoke weed yeah. in Philadelphia. Uh, decriminalized possession and use of marijuana in 2014, which is means although weed is not legal in Philly, small amounts have been decriminalized. So you won't be arrested for minor offenses. Where's the rest oh. of the list? Yeah, I gotta go to the other. Oh, the article. other list of the top five. Okay. Phoenix, Arizona, at eleven point four metric tons. Shit. Uh, just because we're getting close to the. Who's number one? What's up with this pop up? Oh, it's in this weird. Oh, the stupid slide format. Ugh. I hate that. Me too. Okay. I'm just going to kind of go for... Houston, Texas at 18.5 metric tons. Holy crap. Chicago, Illinois. Not surprised by that one. Uh, with 2.4... 24.9 metric tons. Which, I'm not surprised because that's where a lot of uh, MSOs are based out of. There's a see-all button. Oh. Well, we're already almost done. Los Los Angeles, Angeles, California. California. What is that ad? 35. Ignore it. 35 (laughs) metric tons. And New York York, City, New York. York. With website, let me scroll. 62.3 metric tons. What the heck? So you're telling me New York City has almost double the cannabis use of call like of, of Denver, California, Col- uh, yeah, of any city in California. What? No way. No. No, there can't be. That can't be. I can't believe fucking Philadelphia made it on that list. I, I can, but it actually ended up way higher than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to add before we end the episode? I don't think so. Is there anything you want to add to that list? Because I'm I'm just in awe, honestly. No. No. That's just that's a lot of weed. That I was is a trying. Lot of weed. I was in my brain when you read that number. I was trying to imagine in my mind's eye how much weed that would be, 
And after, like, dump truck full of weed, I don't even know how much weed would fit in the back of a dump truck, uh, I stopped looking. I stopped trying to imagine it, because I was like, now you're just having dump trucks line up full of weed, and that's just, that's so much. Okay, so 63.5 metric tons of weed is... One, two, three... 139,993.536 pounds of weed. That's so much weed. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, let's put that into ounces. How many ounces is that? Uh, 223... Oh, 2,239,897 ounces. That's a lot. And if you take that... Oh, crap. Okay, so it was, uh... Two, two, three, nine, eight, nine, seven times eight. That is 17,919,175 pounds. Okay. Okay. That's how much people in New York consume in a year. That's Holy a shit. lot of weed. That's so much weed. That is so much weed. Holy hell. Fucking good on you, New York. But goddamn, good for you. But oh my god, get your shit together. Maybe it would be even more. Yeah, honestly. Um. Well, I don't have anything else to add. I don't either. Well, once again, my name is Raven. I use she/her pronouns. I'm Asmodeus. I use they/them pronouns. And this will be our last episode before the Pittsburgh Cannabis Festival that will be out. So, uh, for those of you who are going to the Pittsburgh Cannabis Festival, we'll see you there. To everyone else, bye! bye.